0: Welcome to Profiles in Business, my name is Kyle Marshall. Jean-Paul Bohemier tried his hardest not to be a chiropractor, but due to fate, or perhaps something larger, he discovered that it was something he was truly passionate about. Now, he's able to provide a high level of care because he's committed himself to be as knowledgeable as possible. I caught up with Jean-Paul recently on a Zoom call. I started by asking, what's your practice all about?
1: Yes, yeah, so... I have a little bit different of a practice than a traditional chiropractic practice. My practice focuses predominantly on the head and neck. We do have people in our practice that do work on the lower back and that do massage and other things. But a long time ago, I started getting into uh, the head and neck predominantly because I noticed when I would go to chiropractic conferences that it seemed like all the miracle cases were adjustments to that upper area. So, the C1, C2 occiput, that that area right where your head meets Mm. your neck, seemed like anytime someone was talking about a miracle case in our profession, that's the area. But also, the part that people were really scared about uh, in our profession is getting their neck adjusted. So I wanted to get really good at that because I wanted miracles in my practice. So I focus predominantly on the head and neck. So I deal with migraine sufferers, dizziness, complicated neck problems myself.
0: Well, I think too, what's really interesting about your practice, and and maybe this is just me uh, being misinformed, but when I think of chiropractors, I often think about that like I come in I someone grabs my neck wrenches it back and forth a few times you hear those little popcorn you know pops going on in your neck and then I come back every week for like 20 years to try and hopefully help out with my neck but that's really not what you do at all
1: No no the the type of work that we do is quite a bit different um that said you know that that form of chiropractic has helped a lot of lot of people get better over the years, but some people don't necessarily like getting their neck treated that way. Uh, So the type of work that we do, what we're trying to do when we're taking care of people is we're trying to figure out based on how they're designed, what's the most appropriate way to uh, treat them. So we take a series of, you know, specific x-rays of the upper neck, we analyze their joint surface geometry to determine based on how they're designed, what's the the most specific way to treat them so we can use the least amount of force and hopefully make it as gentle as possible for them to experience. So most people, when they get adjusted for the first time, uh, they notice that it feels like very gentle or almost like nothing's happening at all, but we measure so many things so that they can see the changes, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. And that's what a lot of people love about our practice is a lot of people that we attract to are also kind of, they might've tried traditional chiropractic. They may not have liked that particular procedure or the outcome that they received with that. And a lot of times we're able to get that outcome for them because um, they're more comfortable. It makes it easier for them to receive an adjustment and then as we make those changes, because the adjustments are so custom tailored, they they tend to do really well.
0: Well, let's go back in time then and uh, fill in some of the blanks. Where were you born?
1: <laughs> I was actually born in Minnedosa, Manitoba. Okay, uh, a small little town, basically three hours, uh, about two two and a half hours uh, west of uh, Winnipeg. And then I spent most of my life in in Winnipeg. So
0: yeah, you know, I, I heard this story about Winnipeg. I don't know if you see it as being true or not, but it is, um, <laughs> there's some sort of statistic that it is the hardest city to convince people to move to, but it is also the city that's the hardest to convince people to move away from. I don't know if you would agree yeah. with that.
1: Well, I think, I think what, because of the stories about Winnipeg mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, it's one, one of these freezing cold places, which it can get quite blustery cold. So yeah, yeah that's, that's actually true. <laughs> but You know, in summertime, it's actually a really beautiful place to be because they have lots of rivers, Mm -hmm. really old trees, you know, multiple lakes that are nearby, like, you know, within an hour's drive in either any direction, there's a beautiful lake that's so big that basically looks like, you know, you're on an ocean, half of them. That part is wonderful about it, but yeah, definitely the cold winters and it's a different kind of cold. It's got a damp cold too, so it makes it a little bit harder for people to want to experience. But... People are awesome in Manitoba. You know, it's tough for people to leave really good friends like Mm -hmm. that. That's the thing that uh, like all of my sisters, my dad, my mom, everybody's still back in Manitoba. And the reason they don't leave is because of the people.
0: This focus on neck health, like that kind of career trajectory, was that something that you had decided when you were still in like high school or was this something that you came to a lot later?
1: No, I actually... I, I didn't start out thinking I was going to be a chiropractor, even though I have 43 chiropractors in my family. I, I actually went to school originally for computer and classical animation. Mm. Uh, so I did a two-year program, computer classical animation. And then I was like thinking that I wanted to go to Disney. But then when I looked at the career path for that, you had to go to a place called Disney. Sheridan College, if you were going to stay in Canada, or you had to go to Cal Arts down in mm-hmm. in the states or whatever. And it, I finished a two year program. It would have been another four years. It would have been a lot of money to have to pay towards going to it. And I didn't really enjoy like the whole. It was making just in that transition period from classical animation to computer animation. And at the time, it was like you know when you date it by movies. Monsters Incorporated was like the the. The newest movie that came out, like Toy Story had just been a big hit. Monsters, Inc. just came out. And so the the actual animation part for computer was really hard at that time using Maya and trying to, you know, create hair and fur textures that never stayed on the model. So I didn't really enjoy that part of it, but I enjoyed the storyboarding. I enjoyed the actual animation part, but I didn't enjoy the modeling. And I had a feeling it was going to go in that trajectory. But then what ended up happening that kind of just made me decide to go down this career path is as I was finishing that up and I was trying to figure out, did I want to go further down this path or not? I just kept seeing how much my dad loved his job. like he's still practicing today. He only works two days a week and he's 72, Mm -hmm. right? And he's been doing it, you know, probably 40 years now, a little bit more than that. And he never complained a single day about his job. And I was like, man, he loves his job so much, right? So maybe I should look into it. And I decided that I was going to go back to school, do that. And then when I was in school, what convinced me to kind of focus more on the upper neck and the head and neck was that I, you know, through a series of hockey injuries, I developed migraine headaches myself. Yeah. And so, I used to be a migraine sufferer where I'd get, you know, four to six migraines a month where I was in a cold, dark room, cloth over eyes, wishing I was dead type pain. And uh, traditional chiropractic would help, but it would never like fully solve my problem. And I tried other things, massage and you know, acupuncture and stuff. And none of it seemed to kind of make me feel completely better. It could kind of tide me over, but it would never get me to where I was feeling great. And then I kind of stumbled upon a procedure called NUKA a while back. This would have been about 17 years ago. And when I first got the treatment done, you know, fortunately it pretty much fixed my headaches. I didn't think it would work because it was so gentle at the start, but (laughs) uh, you know, it fixed my migraine headaches for now close to 17 years, because I've been in practice for 15. I found it like when I was in chiropractic college itself. So originally, I just thought I'd practice like my dad. But when I found this procedure, I knew I couldn't go that way.
0: This is kind of a weird question. But do you feel like that first impulse, like the animation career, has that influenced (laughs) you at all in your practice?
1: You know, it's funny you ask that question, because it, it does like I'm very visual right? Mm -hmm. So another thing I like about the procedure that we do is when we're taking those specific images of the head and neck, the x-rays of the head and neck, and then we're analyzing their joint surface geometry. And I do a lot of uh, depth camera imaging to see the before and after effects of posture. And I like watching how people move. So a lot of times, you know, do video and watch their gait cycle and different mm-hmm. things to get a sense of how their neurology is functioning, right? You could tell a lot by how somebody's moving, how they're swinging their arms, like what their facial expressions are like, which side they smile on, etc. How things are working. I, I use a lot of visual cues and my Animation training as far as being able to see things in movies and see things in people and see things in actors and motion Mm -hmm. has been very helpful in that way, I think.
0: What made you come to Calgary in the first place?
1: (laughs) Uh, There's not a lot of people that do what I do, so I originally... Moved out to Edmonton to kind of work with, understudy with a, an awesome practitioner up in Edmonton, Dr. Schmaus. And then, uh, of course, like any any Canadian boy, usually when you're making a move, it's either for a job or a girl, right? <laughs> so I <laughs> yeah. met my wife uh, down in Calgary when we are we were at a Latin club, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, for my friend's birthday, and my buddy wanted needed a wingman because he wanted to hit on this girl who was my girl, my wife's friend. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I was like, oh, I think I can do this wingman job. So, <laughs> 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 so, so then, uh, yeah, I met her, and and then you know. Did, uh, long distance for about two years, but then I was like, okay, this is enough. I put 160,000 K on my you know, Volkswagen GTI. I should probably <laughs> yeah, move. <you> know?
0: <laughs> Give yeah. the tires a break. Yeah.
1: Give the tires a break for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like when you're in the medical field, you can just join a practice and you know coming to work but there's a different thing when it's like you no know, i want to start my own practice and i want to be yeah. kind of also like a business owner at the same time and put that on my plate what was that impulse to be like i also want to own my own business
1: it came about kind of in in a couple different ways so i used to practice with another practitioner in calgary for a bit and uh you know as you're going through and you're learning different procedures and all this stuff When someone sets up their practice, they set it up in a structure that's kind of best for them in Mm. their capacities and what they like doing. And when you're working with someone else, the difficulty sometimes becomes is that you're not exactly the clone of the person that you're working for. Uh, So you have different uh, ideas of how things should work and things like that. And so what ended up happening is there was some stuff that I wanted to do that I couldn't do in my current practice. And so when I got the chance to move out and do my own thing, it was it was wonderful to be able to have the ability to test those areas and do the things that I wanted. Uh, it wasn't really like this... Uh, you know, entrepreneurial spirit in the sense that I wanted to go out and build this big business and uh, how do you say this? Make multiple franchises and go across. Right. I just I just wanted a little bit more autonomy.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, to that I mean, there's also more responsibility that comes with that. So oh yeah, for um, sure. There's kind of like two sides of the same coin. But for you, then, how do you motivate yourself every day?
1: For me, it's just simple nerdiness. Is probably the way to say it. <laughs> like the the cool thing about what you do, what I do in particular is you get to see it, the better you get the more complicated the cases you attract uh, and so as i I did a, what's called a three year postgraduate cranial cervical diplomate, so I spent another three years outside of chiropractic college learning more about the head and neck and then I got really interested in in functional neurology, uh, which is basically kind of looking at. The neurology from the standpoint of how well is everything working right not like a neurologist where they're trying to see whether or not you have a disease process but looking at what at how well things are working in your body and is there any way that we can optimize that right so i like doing a lot of testing and different things like that so every day i go to work uh, to answer your question better I, I get to see these cool cases, and then all of a sudden, sometimes it'll be like, oh, this is something I haven't seen before. So I get excited by um, trying to learn how, how to figure out all these different puzzles that walk through the door. And each case is so unique you know some people have eye problems and inner ear problems and bite problems and neck problems and all these things layered on top of each other and then the question is is like okay what's the most important piece that we got to put in place to get this person on the path to healing and it's you know wonderful just seeing people heal i think that's probably one of the the coolest things is that when you do get somebody better um just seeing how it alters their life and how it makes them feel better and how they can mm-hmm. do things that they couldn't do before. It's very motivating. I don't require a lot of other things to motivate me to go to work other than that.
0: Well, the flip side of that then is what, what helps you motivate other people that work for you?
1: So usually what I do to kind of make that happen, uh, so now we have a practice with six practitioners and, a, and support staff, right? And What I find motivates other people, too, is seeing how passionate you are about what you're doing and then also uh, trying to pique their interest in, you know, different cases. So the other day we had a a meeting and we were talking about specific cases and it's not very often you see a a problem like one of my patients has what's called Dwayne's Retraction Syndrome where they can't actually with their left eye can't actually look to the left. Because the cranial nerve six, which is a nerve that comes from your brainstem to innervate the muscles of your eyes, in her just doesn't work on the left-hand side. But what's interesting is seeing, discussing those cases with those people and seeing the kind of progress you can make with these people. And uh, I think it also jazzes them up because they know they're in a place that uh, we're trying to do the best to help as many people as possible.
0: Let's say that there was somebody who you know, has graduated high school, maybe they have gone to university and they're like, you know what? I think I want to start my own business too. What advice would you give to those people?
1: Some of it is cliche, right? Um, (laughs) The first thing is try to find something you really like doing first, because when you're setting up your business, it's it's not the easiest project in the world. I'm sure you kind of figured that out too with yours. (laughs) So, You have to enjoy what you're doing. You're not going to like everything you ever have to do as a business owner, but that would be one of the biggest things is first of all, kind of start by doing something that you love doing. And then the second part is, is then understanding the biggest thing that I learned early in my practice. I read a book called uh, Book Yourself Solid. It's a really interesting book. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of our business networking group buddies is always talking about it. He has this analogy that I really like is that if you see your business as like the the VIP section at a club, you got to figure out who are the people you want to take care of and have in that VIP section. And if you get really good at servicing the needs of a particular demographic, because you can't serve everybody, but if you get really specific at figuring out how to fill the needs of a specific demographic, you'll get really busy very quick. Uh, because you'll know, like say in my circumstance, somebody with migraine headaches, for example, I have personal experience taking care with migraine headaches, getting rid of it. But then I've also surrounded myself with other people that can help migraine headaches, whether it be acupuncture or neuromuscular dentists or uh, optometrists that do what's called developmental optometry. So it makes it And a better experience for those specific people because I've experienced it I know how to handle it and I have the people around me that if I can't solve it out that I can send them so generally they end up going getting very high level of service that they might not get somewhere else that doesn't really focus as well Mm -hmm. and as a result of that we stay busy and do really well and uh, we're doing really well even despite it's a pandemic right (laughs) Uh, so (laughs) you know so find something you love and find a group of people that you want to help and that's going to help your business dramatically figure out how that service you love affects people in a way that you can be very specific about who you're helping
0: if if people wanted to uh, find out more about you is there some easy ways to do so online
1: yeah. You, uh, they can obviously go to our website, Vibe Health and Spine. That's our, our business and the different types of practitioners we have in there. And then I have my own website, drbohemia.com.
0: Perfect. Thanks, yeah. Jean-Paul.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. All the links to follow up with Jean-Paul are in the show notes. Until we speak again, have a great day.